0: If you're doing work that AI can do, AI is not going to come and take your job. AI is going to allow you to hand off that repetitive work for the AI to do, but then allows you to go and do what a human does the best to be creative, to do the analysis, to engage with people.
1: Welcome to The Thinking Leader, brought to you by Red Team Thinking. Bad leaders react, good leaders plan, and great leaders think. Each week, you'll get new ideas and insights from business executives, military experts and innovative thought leaders to help you lead more effectively and better navigate your complex world. Now, here are your hosts, best-selling business author and top-rated leadership speaker, Bryce Hoffman, and former RAF Wing Commander and business agility coach, Marcus Dimbleby.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode. Marcus, always a pleasure to see you, sir. What shall we talk about today? It's just the two of us.
0: It is indeed. And I'm over in the wonderful Blighty again. So I've been doing some research this week, and I came across the World Economic Forum Future of Jobs Report 2023. Now, I know we've done a lot of work on the 2021. So yeah. this, I think, would be great. And I've been looking through it. And there's some fascinating insights here that I think I'd really like to discuss with you today, and for our listeners.
2: Yeah, let's let's share it with our with our listeners. Let's start with I'm I'm looking at it here. Let's look at the first. They have the the top ten skills of 2023. Where we're at right now, and I'm very happy. And and what this is, folks, for those who don't know, this is a survey the World Economic Forum does of leaders all over the world about what are the skills they that they. they see as most important now and what do they think are going to be the most important in the future and I'm very happy to see that analytical thinking and critical thinking are, are number one and two right now um, which is something that is near and dear to us because that's that's exactly what we teach folks is is applied critical thinking and and analytical thinking and decision making and it's uh, it's something that is been working its way up the chart over the years and it's it's edifying to see it in the top slot. What are, you, what are you seeing when you look at the current 2023 top 10, Marcus?
0: Indeed, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you know these are the skills judged to be the greatest important to workers at the time of this survey. So it's just fantastic to see that thinking is what's at the top two slots. And then that third slot, I love resilience, flexibility, and agility. What's concerning me looking at this is leadership and social influence is number nine, empathy. Number eight, quality control. People don't think we need quality control. It's a low one down at number 10. So it's interesting the disparity between the sort of left and right of arc here that we're seeing. Because ultimately, as we know, leadership is what enables lots of most of these things. And obviously, well, I think,
2: I think the, the reason you're seeing that is because people are realizing that that old, old models of leadership aren't what's needed. And mm-hmm. you know, so com- command and control... You know, tell folks what to do thing. What's needed is, is thinking leaders as the name of the, it's the name of the podcast, folks. It's the name of the show. It does what it says on the tin. Um, and, and, and what thinking leaders need is, is, is analytical and, and creative thinking. And I think people see that. I think people, you know, recognize that, that just telling people what to do is not as valuable. as it was once uh, perceived to be. I mean if you think about it, an effective leader, you know, uh, 20 30 years ago was someone who could who can mobilize their team, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 get them to 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 do the things that were judged needed to be done. Whereas now, and as you point out, this is this is looking at what are the skills that all employees are are seen as important. I think people see that everybody needs to be able to think for themselves. And not, not run off and go and do their own thing, but it goes back to what we always talk about. People want to make a difference and they want to have the skills to be able to make a difference. They don't yeah. want to just defer to someone who's higher up on the totem pole and wait for them to tell them what to do.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? When you look at the, the left side, the top five, if you had all of those effectively working across your organization... You don't need much else. It's those analytical thinking, enable. creative
2: thinking, resilience, flexibility, and agility, motivation, and self-awareness. Love the self-awareness thing. Yeah. And curiosity and lifelong learning. Yeah. yeah. Everything else follows from that. You get exactly. that, and quality will follow. You get that, leadership will follow. You get that, empathy and active listening will follow, dependability, attention to detail, technical literacy. All mm-hmm. those things will follow from those things. So I think people sense that. And I, right. think, that's, I think that's a good sign
0: yeah it's really interesting, what, isn't it
2: what then the next slide is is the top ten skills on the rise
0: indeed, so these are what are judged to be increasing in importance most rapidly between now and twenty twenty seven and what number one and two are opposition I guess. and number two critic creative and analytical thinking again, which is great to see, so that follows on from desire. but leaping up into number three, no surprise, technological literacy people realizing the requirement to understand tech.
2: I am concerned about one thing here is, is I see systems thinking is on here, but it's number six. Yeah. And um, I, I, you know, we were, we were just talking uh, last week about systems thinking and how important it is. And uh, I mean, it's good that it's on the top 10, It's good. you know, I, I, I think that, uh, I wonder. I, I'm a little concerned that it's not as not higher up, but it's it's interesting. It's above AI and big data, which I yeah. find interesting. I know. And you know what's fallen off here to leadership. a point we we're just talking about is leadership.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So does that reflect on the comment you made that it's deemed as not important going forward because of the probably bad impression people have on leadership today? So there's lots of work to be done there on. The evolution, I believe, of leadership that we require for today's complex world.
2: Right, because you know, again, I think it's I think it comes down to to the model of leadership that people are looking at. You know, um, there if you have leaders who have creative and analytical thinking, who have technological literacy, who are committed, who have curiosity, resilience, flexibility, and agility, systems thinking they're going to be effective leaders right you know if you have leaders who are just good at telling people what to do not so much and i yeah. think that's why you see that slipping off the 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 uh the chart here
0: yeah because leadership is an outcome isn't it you know good leadership is an outcome of the things we're seeing here if we do all of these then you would become an effective capable leader and what really interests me on here that's a new entry is sort of talent be, management. Be,
2: before you move to the new entry, I just want to say, I couldn't agree with you more, Marcus. It's uh I love how you said that leadership is an outcome. I just want to stop there for a second and, okay. and think about that. Leadership is an outcome. And I think that is, that's why you see it slipping off mm-hmm. of the chart here is because the old way of thinking about leadership was that leadership was a skill. Yeah. Getting people to do what you want them to do was a was a skill. It was taught. You know, there's all sorts of books and courses and college classes about getting people to 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 do what you want to do, want them to do. But as you've just said, that's real leadership. Is 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 a is is the product of other things. It's not the it's not the thing itself. Correct. And that's why effective leaders are are those leaders who equip themselves with the sorts of skills that are on this list. You know, and it's 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 interesting. It, it goes back to you know one of my favorite Patton quotes: uh, "Don't tell people how to do things." Tell people what needs to be done and let them surprise you. And get and, out of their way. <laughs> and get out of their way, right. And get out of their way. And, you know, I, I think that's that's a really important thing to understand when we start unpacking the difference between leadership as a skill and leadership as an outcome.
0: Yeah. And, and maybe that's why these organizations – create their leadership training programs at a certain level at a certain age for people when they get onto the, the ladder and then they suddenly appear on a leadership training program 15 years in and wonder you know have I not been leading before whereas you know these skills are what we can enable people from the minute they arrive in the workplace you know your gen z's your interns Everybody's capable of effective leadership and should be. And good organizations are the ones that permeate leadership throughout the different levels of the organization. It's not just that revered capability or skill set for a few at the top. It's something that everybody and anybody should be capable of and aspire to be effective at.
2: You know, the other interesting thing looking at this, at this slide about the skills on the rise is I, I'm looking at that they color code them by types of skill mm-hmm. and the number one Type of skill is cognitive skills, and what do we what, what 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 do we always start off every single one of our boot camps, every single one of our classes with? Marcus is if we tell people that what is red team thinking? It's a cognitive, cognitive capability. capability, and it's a cognitive capability that enables critical thinking, engages critical thinking in 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 leaders and in teams. And it enables distributed decision-making mm-hmm. and encourages diversity of thought. And that's, and, and, and that's exactly what you see reflected in here is this demand for co- cognitive skills. The second highest um, weighted category of skills is self-efficacy.
0: Yeah, I love that.
2: I do too, which includes curiosity, lifelong learning, resilience, agility, motivation and self-awareness and again these are the you know what are, the, what are we teaching people awareness of how your brain works cognitive biases heuristics logical fallacies teaching people tools like like uh, uh 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 four ways of seeing five whys six strategic questions all designed to get people to to reflect on themselves on their plans on all of this. And then most important of all, resiliency. I mean, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what we're, what we're really teaching people is resiliency. And you and I were talking about this yesterday and, and the analogy popped into my head, which I've, I think I've since shared with like three different people. Cause I, I love this analogy. I said that leaders wake up every day. I think right now, and, and this is true, business leaders, government leaders, military leaders, leaders in every capacity. They get up every day and, 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 they head for the door bracing for what, what's the baseball bat that's going to hit me in the face impact. today. Yeah. And, and we were sharing this with, with one of our colleagues, Alvide, and, and she said that the thing she liked about the analogy is that I didn't say if a baseball bat's going to hit me in the face today, but what baseball bat's going to hit me in the face today. And, 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 and what resiliency is what we're trying to do with, with, with what we teach leaders is how to how to dodge not just dodge that blow how to dodge that blow that you're going that's coming at you every day but how to how to dodge and deflect it but also how to take advantage of it how to say okay this is not going to ruin my day this is going to create challenges and opportunities for me for my organization so what am i going to do with those how am i going to overcome those challenges push that that baseball bat away but what opportunities does that create then that I can take advantage of for myself, for my team, for my organization? And I think that that to me is 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 a is just a great image of resilience and the sort of resilience that people need to cultivate today.
0: It is. And we see it
2: reflected on this chart.
0: Yeah. And and if you've got that mindset, then you're not risk averse, which is what we see so much of people are fearful of risk. And we see we know how risk is managed in organizations with your dreadful rag statuses that people just change the colour of to make sure they don't get a good a good telling off in the uh, the update. But we need to be pe- we need people to become more risk aware and yes. take these big bets, take big risks. And if you do that with the confidence and the clarity of what we're enabling, you know, people with these tools and techniques, then then taking these risks isn't that big a risk because you're prepared, you're aware and if it does go wrong, you've got mitigations in place. You've got the ability to take a punch in the face and carry on. And I think that's, that's what you want. And you're just looking at these capabilities, these cognitive skills and self-efficacy, if you've got those as individuals in your teams and capabilities across your workforce, that's all you need. That is an easy group of people to lead because they're going to be leading themselves. They're going to be leading you. Right. You as a leader can follow where required. You can provide the direction. And as you said earlier, just let let them get on with it and get out of the way and watch how if effective these people become because they've got these skills that are clearly on the rise and are clearly needed. And I love how these have sort of been self-generated by individuals rather than companies saying, this is what we need. These are coming from right. the actual workforce, which is fascinating.
2: And, and you know, it. I want to go back to what you just said about risk because I think it's so important. It's informed risk. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is an important distinction because a lot of times when we start talking to, to, to people and say, What do you do? And, and and we start to to explain this, a lot of times people will say, Oh, I get it. It's risk management. <laughs> and and it's not. And, 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 and I say, No, it's not about it's not about managing risks. It's about understanding risk. And there's a difference there. Huge difference. And it's it's about because a, first of all, managing risks is is not about avoiding them it's about it's about understanding them and figuring out which of the, which what risks are risks that you do need to avoid and what risks create opportunities but also what red team thinking is is a lot more than just that it's also about finding new opportunities thinking innovatively about what you do how you do it where you do it when you do it and so it's it's as we talked with Gary Klein about, and I talk about this in the book, the, the whole recipe that he gives, which he said Red Team Thinking was a, was a great exemplar of um, for success in organizations is, is P equals up arrow plus down arrow. Performance improvement is what P stands for in any organization, he said, is a product of increasing innovation and decreasing risk. So yeah. making thinking more innovatively and making fewer mistakes, avoiding pitfalls. Yeah. But risk management only does one of those things. Yeah. Um, Six Sigma only does one of those things. They do them well. I mean, there's no dig on them. But, and, and, uh, you know, design thinking does another one of those things, but it doesn't do the other thing. And, and the opportunity in, in, red team thinking is that it does both and Mm. it doesn't, it's it's not just that the tools and techniques do both. It's that the mindset, the red team thinking mindset that we, that we cultivate in, in leaders that work with us is all about kind of this, this, this looking both ways, looking for risks and things to avoid, but also looking for ways, opportunities and things to, to improve and do differently and do better. And I really have come to believe that, that, that Gary is, was right. That that's that's the secret sauce there, and you see so much of that reflected in this chart. Why don't we take a why don't we take a short break? And when we come back, let's look at what the what the expectation is that skills will be in twenty twenty seven. See where 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 it goes on the list. Hey, folks, Bryce here. If you're listening to this and you're liking what you're hearing and you're wondering, am I a red team thinker? we have an easy way for you to find out. Just go to the show notes, click on the link there to our free assessment to find out if you are a red team thinker and what you can do to think more effectively, to lead more effectively, and to make better decisions faster in your complex world. Like I said, the link is in the show notes or you can simply go to our website, redteamthinking.com. Check it out. I can't wait to see how you score. Welcome back. So... We covered, we covered the World Economic Forum's future of jobs report for what are the, what are the skills, that, 10 skills that are most in demand right now in 2023? What are the 10 skills that are most on the rise? Let's look now at what are businesses top 10 skill priorities for 2027. And guess yeah, what? Right at the top again, still yeah. analytical and creative thinking. Though interestingly enough, analytical thinking has now moved above creative thinking in the chart. And number three is AI and big data. And I gotta tell you, this is this this, this is actually really encouraging uh, for me, Marcus, to look at this list because I'm very happy to see that with all the buzz about AI and with all the obsession about AI, that asking workers and leaders from all over the world, what they think is going to be the most important skill in 2027. AI shoots up the list, but it doesn't supplant right. analytical and creative thinking. That means and that's, people are that's thinking. what we've been preaching. I know, yeah, right? You're right. That means that the people who took the survey are thinking, and this goes to what we've sure. been there talking about. Yeah. There is hope. Cause what's what we've been talking about ever since chat GPT came on the scene last year. We did a show on, about it then. And we've talked about it several times since then is that, yeah. The real opportunity of AI is not to replace human thinking, not to replace human decision making, but to augment it, to use AI as a force multiplier. And I think when you look at, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into this, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but as you know, that's not how I normally approach things. Um, but it seems like I think that people get that yeah. and that they see that AI is going to become increasingly important, but it's not going to supplant basic AI critical thinking, creative thinking skills.
0: It's another enabler. And so I was fortunate enough to meet Oliver Yonchev, who's one of our previous guests when we talked about this before. And I saw a video he posted yesterday saying exactly that. He said, look, we need to stop panicking about AI. These are going to free up people to be be more creative, exactly what those top two spots are. If you're doing work that AI can do, AI is not going to come and take your job. AI is going to allow you to hand off that repetitive work for the AI to do. But then it allows you to go and do what a human does the best, to be creative, to do the analysis, to engage with people, and let the other work get taken over by the robot, the AI, which is what we should be looking at how we use this. And this is really, really assuring to see this in, in the order that it's coming up.
2: And now, I the, am interested. One thing that puzzles me about this a bit is now leadership shoots back up to number four after having fallen off the chart. Completely. And I why. I wonder, why do you think it is?
0: I think the realization there is that because leadership is going, they need to reimagine, rewild leadership and bring it back mm. in, into what it should be you know and and, and also yeah. the pairing with social influence, you know what what is a leader's job to be today is to somebody who influences people, who can mm-hmm. engage individuals, inspire them and enable them to do all the things that are on this list. And I think if the realization is that that is dying, which means to me, it's like the Phoenix rising, old leadership is dead, you know, leadership is dead, long live leadership. So the old model is going out, that's been recognized by the previous surveys and the new model hopefully will get the time now to come back in and be re-energized as it should be. My fingers remain crossed.
2: Interesting, interesting. I hope you're right. You know, one thing I I, I, I regret here is that, that the World Economic Forum has changed the way that they that they display these. And in in the the last survey from 2020, <clears throat> they did the they they actually weighted them. Yeah. Like so they showed ball, it? how many people you know put analytical thinking, how many people put critical thinking, how many people put leadership, and and you could see not just a top 10 list, but how how much weight was given to each one? And I'd be curious to to see that on this. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you here. Here's something that that does concern me. Um, number eight is design and user experience, which is certainly important, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's above empathy and active listening, <laughs> I know. and. My thought when I see that is, how do you do? How do you design a successful user experience if you don't have empathy and active listening skills? Exactly. You know the reason why bad UX exists in the world is because, and and no fault on engineers, as 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 my mentor Alan Malali's famously loves to say, and engineers are the creators of all wealth, are, are, are create almost all wealth in in business. Um, but is engineers. Suffering from the curse of knowledge, uh, which is one of the cognitive biases we mm-hmm. talk about, which is which for those who aren't familiar with the curse of knowledge, it refers to the fact that people who know more than, than the average person about something have a very hard time imagining what someone who doesn't have their expert knowledge is going to think or do or experience with that thing. And so I think a lot of times bad user experience is a result of people not thinking about Things from the point of view of the customer, yeah, not having and empathy and not listening, not having empathy and not cool. listening to the customer. Um, so that that's one that concerns me on there. Um,
0: but just just overall, these are you know, if you're an organization out there, if you're you're listening, and, and obviously we'll share these in the in the show notes as well. But you know, what are you focusing on in your organization? What are you focusing on personally, professionally? Your own development and are are these things featuring on your list of where you want to go and where you want to evolve? Because if they're not, I'd love to hear what you're looking at, what's different. Uh, how how right or wrong do you think these priorities are? Because it's there's always something out there different that we're not aware of and clearly not everybody's aware of. But I, I think looking at these, some of these, you know, you only have to get half of these right and select the right ones. You're gonna have a credible, capable workforce and the, and individuals. Yeah. As, you know individually and collectively which i think is such a forceful thing to have if people take note and just the fact that number one and two is about analytical creative critical thinking constantly and this was the same back in when was the last one 2000 2020 you know, yeah so there was the same, echo,
1: same
0: this is the wake-up call this is why we're doing what we do this is why we keep banging this drum that thinking is important And not just having thoughts, but that critical thinking that we don't do by default. It's not the natural state of the brain to do this. You have to learn it. You have to physically engage it. And it's essential. And we're seeing this now from all of our clients. We're seeing this now across society, across the
2: globe. And it's not taught. That's the thing. It's it's essential, but it's not taught. How many times do people go through our, our programs and they say, I have an MBA from fill in the blank, you know, really impressive business school. And why didn't I learn this in, in there?
0: Do you know what's it's it's even worse? The fact it's what? not taught. It's eradicated.
2: Yeah
0: it's, yeah. it's removed from people. And it starts in schools and it starts in a very young age that we go to school because we think we're going to think and we go to university to think we can challenge. But you don't. You get systematized. You get on the conformance yeah. conveyor belt.
2: Teaching to the test. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's it's the state of education it, at least in the U S and, and from what I've heard from you in the UK, and, and, and I think a lot of other Western countries, at least it's just deplorable. Yeah, You know, this stuff used to be analytical thinking, creative thinking, critical thinking. This used to be the core of a classical education. This is, this is what, you know, what education was designed to do. And I think now, you know, it it's, it's, been reduced in most cases to a set of hard skill requirements that you know are you know fluency with with various you know mental models and stuff mm-hmm. of business and things like that that you check a box and say yes I understand how to use that framework and stuff
0: that's it Checking and that just boxes.
2: creates it creates the opposite it creates laziness yeah and and people really need this and I you know I go back you're you're back in the UK right now and when you and I were were in London last summer um, we were, we had a meeting, as you remember, with, with several government, uh, folks, I was giving a talk to, to a closed door session in, in Whitehall and, uh, somebody said, you know, what's, how do we get these skills that you're talking about? These, these basic critical thinking and group think mitigation skills spread more widely. And I, and my answer was, well, it's easy. You run the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you teach it in secondary school.
0: Yeah, national. I mean, you curriculum. could teach
2: these skills in, in every public school or private school or, or um, whatever. I don't know what how, how the difference is in the UK. Um, but, uh, you know, every school. These, every school should be teaching yeah. these. And you know. develop a resilience. If
0: you look at the resilience yeah. now of children, look at, look at the increase in mental health issues. Look at the increase in sickness off work. Look at the suicide rate increase. This is all t- down to a lack of resilience in humankind yeah. today, given what's happened and the eradication of what we've been talking about. So if you can enable this at an early age, very early, and continually build and develop this skill, that by, th- by the time the, the younger generations hit the workforce, they're going to be flying. They're going to be yeah. constantly challenging, thinking, true contrarians, but in a positive and agreeable way which is what we try to teach because that's that lost art of contradiction, isn't it, that we talk about where what do humans do best? We argue with each other. We have great Mm. discourse and we get better outcomes and results because of it. it goes back to the Socratic method of just having questions between great groups of thinkers and the challenge that that brings, brings out solutions and answers that none of them knew before they started having that conversation.
2: And what do we have instead? We've nerfed the world. So that nobody ever gets upset, nobody's thinking is ever challenged, nobody's opinion is, is, is ever assailed, and or you might offend someone. Yeah, and as a result, what do kids learn? They learn to shut up and mm-hmm. figure out what the what 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 the right answer is, yeah.
0: and they're fearful of speaking up.
2: And being- and yeah, and and, and we got to get over this. We got to get over this because it's not working. Correct. Societal. Well, on that bombshell. we'll be back with more ideas on how to do that next week we
0: will indeed awesome chat cheers cheers
1: thank you for tuning in to the thinking leader check the show notes for more information about the topics covered in this episode there You'll also find a link to our free assessments. Click on it right now to find out if you are a red team thinker with a red team culture.